serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets and welcome everybody to the lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with dave and david dave stevens david sterling i'm tony pervenanzi Connor Ennis cannot join us tonight. He is, uh, I think he's probably a little bit late for him, 7.30. We're starting a little late because David had uh, kid duties tonight, um, which is fine. It's glad to see David back after uh, being gone for a couple weeks, you know, just decided yeah. to just leave. If David doesn't yeah. sound right, it's because he's been drinking all day in Florida again. I mean, that's, you know, it's the way it works. That's the way it goes. It's not a bad, how we, that's how we roll down here apparently that's how you roll down there that's right that's right so uh yeah it was uh the big sports weekend guys uh we had uh twins game yesterday we had a gopher game yesterday we had a vikings game today we got another twins game today oh and by the way we had a loons game saturday night which is funny mm-hmm. because any anytime the local broadcasters around here would bring up the big uh sports weekend the loons would be included like once but then again they wouldn't be included again next second time so it was like this whole like nobody really gave a shit because we're lost for we were just like left for dead anyways after the lafc game on wednesday which we won't get into everybody knows what the fuck happened we got our asses kicked <laughs> well and uh and and you yeah. got and you know i'm i was i'm happy to be back home first of all happy to be back on the podcast i'm sorry i had as well had to miss the special heath out uh podcast that you guys did what Wednesday night, so uh, was was that Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday? Well, uh, yeah, it was, it was Friday, obviously Friday, after. It was Friday, 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 oh, Friday, night, Friday. See, yeah. you can tell I've been working for many days straight because I don't even know what day it is. I can't keep track. Yeah. I'm working over the weekends, working Friday nights. But yeah, happy to be back. So yeah, um, it, you guys did a great job with that one, and uh, yeah, a lot of things have happened. So obviously, I don't know if you guys touched on the game during that podcast. I didn't listen to all we of it yet, but we did. Uh, basically, said that the game was really the last straw, you know, for yeah. the upper management of uh, the loons. And, uh, and we talked about how, you know, Bristow and DJ Taylor looked out of place and a lot of things were going on in that game. Just, just looked, they looked terrible. Um, we also talked about the fact that Connor and I both thought that Heath at, the, at this point had lost the locker room. Um, and you could kind of tell in the past couple of games that he had kind of, the locker room, I don't think, was responding to his whatever the fuck he was doing anymore. And Sherry Ballard pretty much said something like that. It's actually, Sherry Ballard said something on her press conference that I've been saying a couple times on this podcast was, Heath was the guy who kind of got this team up and running. But at some point, you hit a plateau. And yep. you just keep pounding on that plateau. And sometimes you just need a jolt to get over that plateau. And usually firing the head coach or getting rid of the head coach's thing to do it. And this is what they had to do um, in order to get to the next level. Yeah. I think you guys nailed it. And so we won't spend too much time on it now, but yeah, I think you're, I think, I think, you know, first of all, one of the things I think about is, you know, he was, he was head coach of this team for, you know, obviously most of seven seasons. That's a long time in any professional sport. It's a long time in MLS even, except for a couple few, you know, and and that's why I think you nail it with the plateauing and essentially that what's happened. And I think, yeah, you're you're right about the, you know, maybe he maybe he did lose the locker room. Obviously, I don't know. I'm not in the locker room, but you know, it. I think I spent quite a bit of time, or even earlier in the season, you know, after this kind of slow start, you'd say without Reno. So I, 
I kind of said, I always said, it seemed like podcast after podcast, that this team had a lot of fight in it. You know, it, even though it just started looking like, you know, this team kind of lost that fight, you know, where they might play well from behind earlier in the season. It wasn't the case later in the season. Not only that, you know, we talked about how many leads uh, and points they've dropped in the second half of games coming down the stretch in the middle of the seven game winless streak. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, and I, I think if I can get 10 seconds, no, um, 30 seconds into voice my opening, I think that it's a huge, massive, I told you so for me, I think the tactics of Adrian Heath have been holding back this team for four years. Um, I mean, really since Darwin Terra left, I, I think the, the tactics just went weird. Um, and I think the game that we're about to talk about is evidence of the fact that Heath's tactics sucked and they've been the problem. Every striker that's come in has failed and there's a reason for it. And it's Adrian Heath's tactics. And now we see, I mean, whether or not this continues, I mean, let's say it does, hopefully, um, we've seen a difference in play last night, um, that we have not seen really at all um, under Adrian Heath in quite some time. And it's how the strikers played. It's how the attacking front is, is deployed and managed. And it, I've already, I argued it ever since uh, we San Maria left and that it's, it's tactics. It's completely tactics. And I think that finally someone, you know, grew a pair and said it's time for him to go um and i think with the timing i 100 percent believe it was the law locker room was lost i mean why else would you not just close it out in, in my opinion i think the players probably pretty much said look we're not playing for this guy anymore um and and they made the hard choice of just cutting it now um yeah so I mean yeah I've, yeah, because, you, you, you know, you, you can think of it a couple of ways like, oh, they want to get a head start on, on you know, finding the next, you know, candidate, you know, to, to be the next head coach of this team. Well, come on. I mean, there's only two games left as it is, yeah. you know. And, and it's not like they can't odd. do – it's not like they can't kind of do that anyway. I mean, it's yeah. – yeah, I, I think it's – I got, I got yeah. two words for you guys. Wayne Rooney. <laughs> yeah, he was let go the other day too. Or... There you go. That was a, that was a mutual – departure I think, is what he, yes he said that it was, it was mutual. yeah he said it was just time to move on yeah unlike Heath, where it was not mutual <laughs> it was yeah i doubt it he just signed he signed an extension for fuck's sakes i mean mark, come right. on um and also we we didn't didn't mention too mark watson uh is gone yeah, as right. well and, and i uh, think that's so. that's pretty damning on him too because yeah um I, yeah, I just think that I, I had really high hopes for him, but I I think there's more that have to go, quite honestly. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, this is a start, I guess. Well, Sherry Ballard coming in, you know, cleaning the house. Well, that's the deal. I don't know if she went to Bill McGuire and said, hey, shit's got to change, or Bill went to her and said, hey, Sherry, shit's got to change. But they made a decision that's been a long time, I think a long time coming. Uh, for yeah. a lot of people. Um, and this was just the final the final thing. We will talk about tactics when we get into the next uh, into last night's game, uh, David, because not only the tactics with the strikers, but also the tactics they used when they were ahead. 
because as we all know with Keith, what he does when we're ahead is a lot different than what Macaulay did last night when we were ahead. So, which again, we've been calling, we've been crying about that for years. Um, Yeah. So, um, so let's talk about some beers guys, because we should be drinking Sunday night, um, 730, a little late, but it doesn't matter. I'll go first because I'm not drinking anything different than I had Friday night because I didn't feel like going out to the store this week. Um, I'm drinking again the Third Street Brew House, Minnesota Gold Light. It's Sunday night. It's a little late, 3.9%. Won't knock me out. And uh, I can have a good sleep after I have a couple. So that's what I'm drinking. So, uh, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Yeah, that's obviously one of your favorites. And uh, when I'm over at your house, uh, you know, like many times over this past summer, I, I definitely enjoy cracking one of those or two open because they're so light and easy drinking. But uh, hey, and yeah, by the way, it's it's 730 right here as, you rec- as we start the recording here in Minnesota. But I'm still on East, Eastern time with with David. You know, I just got back from Michigan uh, last la- yesterday morning. So I'm oh, it's 830. It feels late for me, too. I'm tired. But no, anyways, I did have a chance today, though to drop by the liquor store and pick up some craft beer um kind of had a sweet tooth for some reason all weekend i don't know why so and with the colder fall weather weather changed since uh i left <laughs> from michigan and and uh, i decided to go with something a little little sweet and uh kind of fallish in my opinion so i ended up newbury for me you guys might have had it uh connor definitely probably but oliphant brewing out of us uh, just across uh, St. Croix River in uh, Somerset, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. So I had not tried it before, so kind of stuck out to me as something new. Might as well grab it. But anyways, I got the Honey's Honey's from Oliphant Brewing in Somerset, and that's a golden ale. But the reason I mentioned the Sweet Tooth is because it's it's a peanut butter and honey golden ale. And it's brewed with, of course, um, honey and lactose to add to the sweetness of course and then with peanut butter uh at least flavoring so it is probably what you'd imagine it's it's very refreshing but very sweet as well um sounded good to me it's actually nice here on a sunday night as well tony like you mentioned because it's it's only 5.6 percent and because of the sweetness it's not a slammer you wouldn't slam this probably end up with a stomachache if you did but that being said it's a it's a great beer just to sip on a little sweetness maybe after dinner on a fall evening like this yeah, it's pretty perfect. So, I, I for sure thought you're going down the road of a pumpkin ale because if you're going to go on the road of pumpkin <laughs> ale, yeah. I, hey, hey, I've done nope. I've done it before nope. on this podcast, nope. so you never nope. you never hey, and I've got a few more weeks before uh, what Halloween, so <laughs> nope. It, it, nope, it could happen. Nope. Yeah. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Well, great, great uh, beer, Dave. Uh, David, what do you got from the land of Florida tonight? Um. Well, I had texted you guys yesterday. Mm-hmm that I was going to have a specific beer. Mm. I have since nixed that. Mm. Um, and I went with one that I told you guys about quite a while ago, and I just have not had it on because I haven't been on. Um, so I'm I'm drinking this beer um, from the oddly named brewery in Doral, Florida, which is a suburb of Miami, called prison pals brewing i don't know the story behind that i don't know that i want to know the story behind that um but it's prison pals um and it is a lager a very light lager um 4.8 percent uh they give 
two out of five for their bitterness. I don't even know if I'd say it's two. It's very, very light, uh, very smooth. Um, so this one I'm drinking uh, just, you know, because Miami, Inter-Miami um, was eliminated from the playoffs. And no so we will not be seeing Lionel Messi in the playoffs. And this is the uh, oh, GOAT, the goat number 10. 10. Nice. They're a special edition for Lionel Messi. So, nice. um, yeah, you know, it's a it's a pretty standard. I, I think I would have gone a different direction. Personally, if I was doing a dedicating a beer to uh, the greatest soccer player ever, um, mm-hmm. but it's good. I mean, it's I you know I could drink a number of these on a Florida day. What was the brewery again? Can you say that one more time? Uh, Prison Pals. Yeah, Prison Pals, and I think maybe and so is this the first time you're trying it? Because I feel like maybe you showed us that beer before. Um, it is not the first time I've tried it. I sent you guys a picture of it i think when i got it um and maybe no maybe when i had the first can i've only had i I bought two six packs of it i think i only had like two or three of them um so yeah i i intended on putting it on the podcast that podcast after i bought it and then i literally missed the next four i think um so I just never put it on, but so I figured this was a good time since they were eliminated. Might as well no. do this one. Now I don't know why they're called prison pals, but they're about us. Says, "Do you believe in fate?" Our story begins in Argentina in 2018 with Juan dreaming about doing business in the U.S. After some months thinking what to do, he finally decided for starting a brewery because beer brings joy and makes people happy. With that in mind, he scouted for the best team he could recruit. Here's where Bruno and Diego enters the, the story. We share three main characteristics. High quality people who have the feeling like being prisoners in their own land. Passionate about world-class there. beer. This is where Project Prison, Spanish for uh, prison, Spanish for prison, started taking its current shape. They found the perk spot in Doral. Uh, yeah. Cool. Cool. So that's yeah. what they were prisoners in their old land, so they called themselves prison pals. So it has nothing to do with them finding themselves in prison. That's good. Talking about I thought, yeah, I, I, had, I thought you were going to go down a whole different lane when you started yeah. the story. Like, well, they met in prison back in. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a, 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 a little quirk about dropping the soap. I didn't. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know. Well, so, and you uh, know, now the whole they, the whole focus on uh, Messi makes even more sense being yeah, exactly. from Argentina. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Great. you know, I thought maybe they got their start making Pruno. So. <laughs> some Bruno, yeah, there you go. Mm. Decide to diversify into, into diversify. beers. We can probably make beers in a toilet too. Fantastic. No, it's not it. Um, well, great, great beers tonight, guys. Let us get into last night's game against the Galaxy at Allianz Field. It was uh was it uh support? No, it wasn't uh, fan appreciation night. Yeah. yeah. So of course there's a lot of giveaways, there's a halftime show that a lot of people didn't get. I don't know what the heck they talked talked about some woman a DJ and guy on piano or a keyboard or something I don't know what happened but anywho before this game even started we had a little bad news um, we'll not get into the details of this because we don't I mean there's a lot of sides to this whole thing so we talked about it for the podcast so um, the 
uh, workers who do the video and audio feed for the loons, contracted workers, um, they went on strike yesterday. They said they went on strike. The loons said they were non, they were non uh, MNUSC employees. So we don't know what the heck the deal is, but yeah. it is what it is. So instead of having six cameras, they only had two cameras. And of course, it was obviously operated by somebody who was a, a very amateur with it. And I, you, because of this whole thing, it was not on Apple TV. It was on MLSsoccer.com on a live stream. So, yeah, it, it said, you know, I saw a couple of details. You know, they, there, there were six cameras, but only two two of them had active operators. Yes. Yeah. And that, so the, that was me by remote control <laughs> yeah. in my living room after several you, bourbons yeah, yeah you could tell you could tell the dude or woman and, who was doing it was probably somebody who'd done like high school football like last yeah. week they were doing uh-huh. the forest lake versus rush city rush, uh, rush city game uh and they're like hey come on here and it's like oh yeah because they the camera jerked a lot yeah. during this match and, and yeah this is, you know and honestly uh they had the uh they're the high school games at Allianz, right? This weekend. Yep. yep. So maybe it was just whoever was doing the broadcasting for that. Honestly, yeah, that's, that's yeah, good call. You never know. But that, mm-hmm. and this is just part of uh, you know this you know the agreement with Apple TV. You know, seasons pass, so you know teams are responsible for producing their own you know video and and content for for the stream. So I think this yep. is uh, we. It was kind of a surprising because when you know the announcement came out day of. I felt like it was hours before at least it was made public, but I feel like it was only 45 minutes. Oh, maybe it was Something like yeah, that. It was, it was, it was close really close. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that was going on. So that put a little damper on the whole proceedings, but we had a match to talk about. Uh, we have manager McCauley in his first, first match leading this loons team. And uh, he came out with a lineup that pretty much was uh, the same up front. The big difference was in the back, the back, and mm-hmm. uh, of course I froze up now. But uh, the back with Debassi and Valentin coming in for Taylor and uh, uh, Bristol. Yeah, you know, and that seemed logical. I, I think that should have been <laughs> the way it went. Oh, I don't know, a month ago. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, I think. It may, yeah, like I said, it made sense. Um, I, I thought I think you brought on the best players that we had in those positions. Um, you know, they're familiar with the team. They're uh, most in uh, most particularly uh, familiar with Dane St. Clair, which is huge. Um, it, it made sense. Uh, I, you know, obviously continuing with. Barista was not a good idea. And no. I would it, not be shocked if that's it, one of the things that led to Heath's demise, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it was surprising to see how long Heath had stuck with Bristow. I mean, especially, you know, after the LA Galaxy match in, in LA. I mean, that that was kind of I, I I don't even want to say that was the beginning of the end for Bristol, but it it, it certainly was a problem yeah. that game. And but yet as soon as he came off the suspension, a lot of people I think were surprised to see him just plug right back in the lineup. And, you know, especially when you have a guy like Debassi who is, is, and has played, you know, left back for this club. And, 
you know, it, it, it was surprising that we didn't see that we didn't, yeah, we didn't yeah. see him earlier. And Valentin, you know, had proven proven his worth over the course of the season. So yeah, it was it was getting a little frustrating towards the end here for sure. Yeah, you know, and I, I think there's there's a point where you you almost want to play the best players available, you know, even if they're not in their best positions. And I think, in fact, what's crazy is I'm pretty sure Adrian Heath has said that that is his philosophy in most cases, is you want to play your best available players. And if that means you play them out of out of position, then that's what happens. And so it's it's interesting that he would stick with Bristow for as long as he did. And I don't know, you know, I like to be a bit of a conspiratorial person. I'd like to think that Bristow was brought in by his son. And therefore, Heath was doing whatever he could to make sure that Bristow worked out. I mean, that's that's kind of the conspiracy I like to go with because I don't understand why else we'd have done it. I mean, he doesn't ever, you know, he rarely ever supported young players in the past. So why all of a sudden now would he do it in a position where the players just wet his death? Yeah. So um, this, this, this 11 was a good 11. Um, I think the, the four in the back were the, correct players we should have done uh you know i don't trap and gregus have their flaws but i think they were um you know the best players we could have put in there and it, again you know we're pretty limited with you know who we have i think dotson for the most part made sense um so you know it's hard to hard to argue with how a uh, Sean chose this 11 for me. Yeah. And, you know, Guys. the fact that Dotson had been playing you know, left wing yeah. for quite, quite a while now. And so whether it's his best position or not, we've obviously had that conversation before. Whether it was mm -hmm. his best position or not, he's been playing there. His comfort level must be getting better. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it makes sense. And it was, it was a good lineup. Welcome back, Tony. I'm trying to get this work on my phone, but. Have a good place to put it. You can hear you loud and clear, so it's working. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I'm on my phone with a video and audio on my laptop. So it's kind of weird. Uh, All right. Well, yeah, I didn't even surprisingly it, it sounds the same. So I think you're pretty good. Yeah. Well, maybe if I can get this to work. Jiminy Christmas. It's not working right. Oh, a good place to set it though. So I don't worry about it for now. Your your computer was pro Heath. Now it's pissed. <laughs> Could be pissed. I don't know. Could be. Um. Yeah. So lineup was a little bit different. Um. We had up front. I think we had the same lineup as we've always had. Well, we've had since uh, Lud went down. We had uh, Dotson up front, which was totally fine. But, um. We also had in the middle, we had Will Trapp and Jan Gurgus in the middle. Of course, uh, Bongi and Ray and Pookie up front. So, um, yeah. We start off this game, guys, with... I, I, I hate this. I mean, 
we looked good to begin with. I think, I, I mean, we were, I mean, we were, at least we had a, a shot on goal in the first minute. Uh, Bongi had a shot, which was fantastic. Um, and we had a couple attempts within the first 10 minutes. I think we had four attempted uh, attempts in the first uh, 10 minutes. So no. do you guys, did you guys yeah. uh, think we were doing well? Yeah. I don't think, um, I don't think we were doing I don't think we were doing worse than I expected for sure. Um, I thought we were holding possession very well. Um, we were uh, moving the ball around, which can be a bad thing, but I think we were doing it. Um, God, what, what do I want to say? Maybe in a lively uh, sense, it just seemed like there was, there was um brain fart. There was, there's intent to what we were doing there. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I thought very, very highly of what we were doing. It was a nice, you know, it was a nice way to start out a game at home, you know, to kind of control the game, Tony. And like you said, you know, they had the opportunities to show of it, you know, that, you know, this team obviously doesn't necessarily need the possession advantage and, and hasn't for most of the year, but if you're at home and you can use that possession, purposeful possession to create some chances, opportunities, you know, and at least keep the ball away from LA Galaxy and limit their threats. You know, it's absolutely certainly a good thing. It's how you want 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 to start out a game at home. You know, in this case, the last game at home for the year. So yeah, no, I promising promising start. I'd take it every game game every game if I could. So it was uh, again. I enjoyed the start. Um, I think uh, I don't know if. We talked well. We I don't think we talked about last night during our texting back and forth, but I know it was brought up today on X slash Twitter that it seemed like Pookie was getting higher up. David, is that correct? You saw Pookie and higher up. Yeah, um, and in fact, Blake had posted uh, the passing network earlier today, or it was last night? I don't remember. Um, yeah. And I had retweeted it about the fact that the only thing I cared about out of that entire graphic was the fact that Pookie was up top and there was passing to him. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it was, that was like the, the thing that we have missed. And I, I pointed out that the last time we saw that was uh, the win against Colorado. And then also the uh, draw against Seattle where both of those games, we, we looked pretty solid um, well, the win against Colorado, we looked very solid. The the draw against Seattle was was pretty solid, and it I would you know I said this is what we wanted to see. This is what we saw on occasion. If you go all the way back to um, Christian Ramirez, and we never really got to that point on a consistent basis ever again. Once we traded Ramirez away, and especially once Darwin left. We never got that place again where our striker was actually on top of the attack, playing higher than our 10, playing higher than the attacking midfielders. And it, that was fantastic. He was he was constantly in that forward position that we want to see. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's probably what changed the complexion of this game and why we've got the scoreline that we end up having. It looked, uh, looked really good. Um, and it looked, 
the passing looked good. The offense looked good. The defense looked good. Debassi at that back left back looked fantastic in the first 10 minutes. He had a couple of plays there where I was like, holy shit, Bristow would have totally shit the bed on that <laughs> deal. But, you know, Debassi actually came through. And, I, and that was a big question I had, guys. And, and maybe you guys have some thoughts on it. Was Debassi in Heath's doghouse? Or was Debassi still a little bit injured? We, because we, he we, played last night like he wasn't injured at all. We 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 I think it's it's the 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 former Tony. I, I we and we touched on it a little bit when you were having your technical dis- difficulties there. But uh, yeah, um, I think it's I think you're right. I think it's it's got to be a doghouse issue because I I he he was back long ago at least so we thought you know from his his health issues you know his injury and uh, but we just didn't see him now. Part of that, of course, is the emergence of Miguel Tapias. You know, certainly. Mm-hmm. In, right. in that center back position as well. And and, and so, yeah, I, I think our ideal pairing, like we touched on is Boxel and Tapias in, in your, in your center backs. But yeah, I mean, it was, especially with the run that Bristow had, you know, lack of, you know, he, he did, he was not in good form and hasn't been for quite some, quite some time. It was surprising. We didn't see this change earlier and, and took until yep. Heath's firing to get him back on the pitch. So yeah, I think it's a doghouse issue personally. Yep. Without. Well, it was not, again, it was nice to see um, him getting up the sidelines too. Uh, let's talk about the first goal of the night, guys. And that was put in by Hassani Dotson. Unfortunately, the replay of this is going to be shitty because there's only one camera angle of yeah. it. So we don't get yeah. to see like five different angles of it. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was great passing here. I Pookie's got it. Um, I don't even remember who got should, it into Dotson. He... Was it? But was it Bongi who got it into Dotson? It was. I think it was. Yeah, um, Bongi. Yeah. So the this goal um, is actually really good representation of Pookie playing forward, because if mm-hmm. if you're looking at the replay, I think the one on MLS. Um, yeah. It's like the first second if you pause it. Pookie is leading the attack. And it's streaking down the center. Yeah. yeah and the, while the pass is not great, um, he is still in a position to where he can uh, take the ball back, recover, and then he gets it off to uh, Bongi, I believe. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is a good counterattack. It's good, um, good ball movement. It's clearly the loons playing with some freedom and liveliness. Um, it's great to see players who uh, don't necessarily always score goals, score goals. Yeah. Um, everybody was involved in the attack. It was really good. Yeah. And then David, you said it, you know, how it started with Pookie, but it also kind of, I, I love Pookie's continued run. It looked like he basically drew, I think it was it the yeah. center backs basically took that attention, gave, you know, gave Dotson just enough room to slam that one home, you know, clean. Yeah. So that, that was kind of nice to see. Not only that, guys, he's also Pookie is also there in case of a rebound, mm-hmm. which we haven't no, seen yep. a lot of lately with our guys. There's usually be, there's usually nobody there up front. If somebody's somebody's shooting, we have nobody there to get a potential rebound. So Pookie was in and, a great position for that. Yeah, you know, and that goes back to the tactics again. You know, you can't have a forward poaching rebounds when he's 30 yards off a goal. And that's mm-hmm. 
you know, 80% of what happened with all our forwards. Um, Dave, you're completely right. He, he runs, Pookie runs across the box as, as Hassani cuts on or, uh, yeah, underneath him. And it, he drew the center backs and it left a huge space. All, all of that is stuff we did not see under Adrian Heath. So this 30, what, 32nd, 33rd minute? Yep, yep, 33rd. Um, leading up to that point, it was exactly what you want to see happening with this team that should have been happening with this team. So the game started out fantastically. Um, and we get a goal to sh- show for it. I mean, great. Definitely. Um, let's see. Well, like I like I joked about last night, though. There's there's plenty of time left. Yeah, <laughs> there was there is plenty of time left, Dave. And thanks for bringing that up because, like, ten not even ten minutes later, uh, L.A. Galaxy scores a freaking goal. Yeah, yeah so and, I'll, I'll uh, take the blame yeah. for that goal. That's my fault. Yeah. You should. Yeah, you should take the blame for that. Um, yeah, because so yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't know who you want to place the blame on, if anybody, on that one. But it, I mean, Atopius, if you wanted to, because yeah. he's the yeah. one that passed it and right. To oh them. yeah, the poor yeah. clearance. Yeah, the poor yeah. To, to, to get that started. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll but beyond that, that, I don't, I don't think anything was terrible. You know, they may have given him a, a little bit too much space uh, right outside yeah. the box, but otherwise, mm-hmm. it was a well taken shot. It was, it, it was really, really reasonably defended. Oh. It was a. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, can we? It's been a broken record for us all year, guys. We score a goal, the other team comes back and scores a goal. It's like we can't hold on to a freaking lead. Uh, but that right. was about to change. It's about to change because a couple minutes later, guys, we get the first right before the halftime too, which is awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We get to go right before the half because I always I always like to go into the half with a goal because that kind of. Strides you through the next half, and it feels uh, like we're gets on the, it feels like we're always on the wrong side of that too. It seems like yeah, especially. exactly right. Uh, we get Pookie to get a, a goal here with a through ball from Reynoso. Can, yeah, can um, can we call that pass from Reynoso sublime? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was seriously, yeah. it was yeah. like perfectly weighted. Yeah. It was a little bit chipped. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, but that whole that whole passing network. Leading up to that assist, it was just mm-hmm. good. I mean, it was lively. It was, you know, they were moving around. They were getting the ball quickly, you know, one-timing passes. But it, that assist was amazing. It was. I love. I, I love the words you used, Dave. David, this sublime is just the way to put it because it just how it chips, like you said, chips it over a couple defenders, and the weight was perfect. It just made it so easy for Pookie to get a first, you know, first second touch yeah. on it, and then just put it home. So. Yeah, let's start the pookie party with that one. That 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 was a beautiful assistant goal for sure. It was uh, fantastic. As Cal uh, used to say, delicious. Did he say delicious a lot? It was his delicious pass? Well, I'm not sure how that goal tasted, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it was yeah. delicious. Yeah. He said Callum had like a phrase he would always use. I think it was delicious that he would say. Actually, about, I think uh, it was delightful. Delightful. I don't know if it's delightful. Delicious. Delightful, delicious. Okay, I, I like delicious more, so I'll go yeah. with it. I'll go with what you said. I mean, it it sounds odd, but it certainly sounds like something Callum would mm-hmm. say. So, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. The pass was incredible. And uh, yeah, you can't. <sighs> Pookie puts it away. I, I just, it's what we wanted to see since Pookie got here, guys. This is what we wanted to see. We wanted to see the raid to Pookie show. So we want to see, you know, you know, and, and right. even before, even before last night, I mean, Pookie had shown signs. It just, he just, you know, maybe this, like David, you went into deal earlier. Maybe this is just him getting into the best position to score these goals. Um, and yeah, it, it was just, it's just so refreshing to see because I think how, you know, he had uh, Pookie had what uh, six goals coming into tonight. Uh, last he, night. I think that's right. So, yeah. yeah. And so, and most of those goals were in the last month or so. So he's been coming on and, and it's nice to see and maybe a little, some more reasons to be optimistic going forward, but yeah, let's not stop the party yet. Right. Tom. That's right. We're going to the second half here with a Pookie party before we get in the second half guys, take a little break. I'm going to try to fix this problem with my video. Cause my phone is running out of batteries now too. So uh, <laughs> of course it is. We'll, we'll be back in just one minute. And we're back. Got some video problems all worked out. Um, and we are now into the, Second half of the Loons game versus LAFC. Pookie, of course, has scored a goal at the 45-minute mark. And the Pookie party is not done yet, guys. Uh, because come out of this half, and we still look at, I will say, yeah, LA has some chances here and there. But we still looked really, really good. I mean, I was impressed by the play of this team Yeah, coming out of the second half. And. You know, that's, that's the thing over, you know, prior to prior to last night, you know, we're t- you talk about the, the seven game winless streak that this team has gone through. There's been yeah. plenty of moments in all probably even I'd say all seven games, even the losses that that this team has looked good. And yet they just can't maintain it. They don't sustain have the it. Yeah, I, can't. yeah. Yeah. And I think that. I'm going to just harp on this. I think that it comes down to the freedom that they felt they now had yes, to just really play how they wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I really do. Yeah. And you, it's not, and I, I, part, I was just in my mind, I'm starting to think, well, they have nothing left, you know, nothing, nothing to lose. Well, I, I think you could, you could have said the same thing against LAFC, you know, say on Wednesday night. I mean, you, you, that was at the time and we'll see, we'll see on decision day, but LAFC, that was kind of a must win game. It very well could be a must win game. And they, they, they couldn't, but you know, come out and play the same way. So here's, something... let's, let's talk about that day for a second. You bring up a good point. It was technically kind of a must win game against LAFC, but we kind of talked about the fact that I think Heath had lost the locker room. And also the fact that in a must-win game, he starts Bristow and DJ Taylor mm-hmm. at right back and left back. Okay. So what does that tell your the rest of the team? You keep starting Bristow over and over again. And I'm sure players on the team are going, hey, this kid's not ready for prime time yet. So we need to get somebody a little bit better back there. Valentin is available. You know, Debassi is available. Can we get one of those guys back there? And he just keeps throwing them out there over and over and over again. Um, so yeah, I, it's a must win game against LSC, but Heath didn't do what it took to win. You know? Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. He was like, yeah, that's true. That's damn true. Yeah. Not to say about that. Not to say yeah. about that. Uh, yeah. And we've seen this before with Heath. We, we've seen the 
you know, some of the stupid shit he'd pull on games where like, well, this is kind of a game you need to win. Then all of a sudden he'd pull up the four, three, three, or he'd put somebody Connor yeah. and I brought up a prime example was the um, U S open cup final versus Atlanta that we, all three of us were there for. And he sits Darwin Quintero on the bench. Right. You know, it's a game. It's a championship game. Okay. You don't make a statement against DQ at that time. You play the yeah. guy because he's your only chance to win. And yeah. I well, you know, I, that, that's the thing. Like, you know, how I would have played that. I would have been like, oh, right. I, I have an issue with you, which he, I think he probably had a reasonable issue with him. Um, but I'm going to play you because one, it's the logical, rational thing to do because we need to win the game. But two, if you fuck up, I've got even more reason now to sit your ass on the bench for the next month. So that that's how I would play. I would play that situation every, every chance I get. I mean, yeah. you you swallow your pride mm-hmm. and it hope, kind of, um, in the same, you, you hope both directions that one, he wins you the game because that's crazy important. But also, two, if he doesn't, he gives you a reason to not like him. <laughs> and, it, and then you can follow through on doing what you wanted to do that game but be rational about it. Like that's, that's the problem. Like Heath was, I think too arrogant for his own good. Um, I, I, I mean, that's how I read into that whole U S open cup thing. And I think that's how, uh, and Tony, you missed this because I, I told Dave that I feel like Bristow was probably a signing of his sons. Yeah. yeah. And he kept doubling down. Like he yeah. didn't want his son to fail on that. So he kept doubling down. Mm-hmm. And he yep. refused to accept the fact that well, it was a shitty, shitty signing potential. Yep. Um, so, he, yeah, the playing of of DQ just to, to we close this out. I just wanted to make a mention. I like to bring up other sports when it comes to this shit. And you go back all the way to the seventies with Reggie Jackson and Billy Martin, who was the manager of of the um, of the Yankees at the time, and Billy Martin hated Reggie Jackson. Hated the guy, but guess what? He won him a fucking World Series because he played, right? They had their moments. They had their moments where they kind of that you know butted heads a lot. But Billy Martin still understood that he had to play Reggie Jackson in order to win the World Series. Yeah, you know, again, it's you got to do what you got to do, right? So, um, where were we? We were at Pookie time. We were at. uh, the, the, Out of the, the half. next goal. The next goal, yes. The, the next 59th goal. or 60th minute? 60th minute. We get another Pookie goal, which is crazy. Pookie gets a brace, which is nuts. Uh, this goal, I think, was, uh, if I remember who it was, assisted by. I don't know who assisted by. Uh, I think it was Bongi, wasn't it? It, was, it might have been Bongi again, yeah. Because it, it, it went it went to Bossy to... to uh... Dawson to Bongi to Pookie, I think is how it went. Yep. yep, that's right. Yep, yep, Pookie, yep, there he is. And there he is, right there. Nice shot, middle field. And Pookie's exactly where he needs to be. He's up top. 
He's doing what the, the strikers are supposed to do. Take shots like that. I mean, holy shit. Uh, a brace from Pookie. Has Pookie, is this his first brace this year? Yes. It was. I feel like it is, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Pookie's brace. We're up three to one, guys. It's looking fantastic. At this point in the game, in the match, okay? If Heath was still managing this team, this would be the point where he would bring in all of the um, all the defenders, right? They'd be like, oh, here come the defenders. Take out the Pookie, bring in uh, the, the Kalman, bring in uh, wherever the fuck else we have on the bench, Paddleford. Let's go. Yep. This would be right. the point. Uh, new guy is like, fuck that. We're, we're going to pedal the metal. Let's do it. Which is something we've all been wanting to see. Like, we just want to see them keep pressing, keep pressing, go for more goals, go for more goals. And they did. Um, LA tried to make some changes to try to get them back in the game. And we just kept pressing. And freaking seven minutes later, it's Pookie again, center of the box, like assisted by Bongi on this one. Um, this was. Little, this was actually, this was a bit of a goat of, rodeo. Honestly. Goat rodeo, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was uh, it was ping pong back and forth. Uh, Pookie was on the other side of the net. Bongi found him. Yeah, and heads up, heads up play by Bongi to find yeah. him over, really through traffic, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like you said, it was ping ponging, and he managed to to see Pookie over there on the. On the uh, far post, yeah, it's not. It was a nice, yeah. Basically, poke, toe poke, almost. Yeah, got him. So he saw. Yeah. It. And this is a hat trick by Pookie. This is the first hat trick since when, guys? Yeah, I. I we can tell. And it, yeah, I was just. I, I was thinking that you know we were for some you know we've been talking about DQ quite a bit so far on tonight's pod. So interesting that uh, that yeah that, that comes up. It um yeah I almost had to do a double take when I. When I heard that, but yeah, no, no doubt about it. First, since what year would that have been? Would that have been? Oh, 20... shit. That was, was that 2019? 2019. It must have been 2019. Yeah. Oh, was that the... wait. No, no, no. I feel no, like it was, it was against Toronto. It was, it was at TCF yeah. Bank Stadium, wasn't it? Against yeah. Toronto. Was that yeah, on the chip? Was that, was that, that was the chip, chip shot? Yeah. The that was, the yeah. The yep, that was at yeah. TCF Bank Stadium. So it must have been the second year there. Yeah, mm-hmm. so been 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Pookie's got a hat trick, second hat trick in Loon's history. Crazy, it's you know, seven years in, and we only have two players with a hat trick, but that tells you, you know. Um, after Those that, again, strikers. Again, guys, we could have, uh, we could have like you know parked the bus, but bringing the defense. No, we didn't do that again. We said, hey, let's keep going. And uh, we we just kept the foot on the gas, guys. And yeah, 76th minute, it's Pookie again for his fourth fucking goal of the match. If Pookie's not the player of uh Saturday night, then oh. we, have a, we have a problem with voting. <laughs> I oh, well, I, I yeah, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I, 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 I feel I, like maybe people would just have to be. 
you'd have to resign yourself to the fact that people don't like Scandinavians or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I don't care how you score four goals. You score four goals in a game, you better be the man of the match in this one. And yeah, and yeah. so of course, I shouldn't say of course, but we mentioned the hat trick. We might as well talk about a player scoring four goals for Minnesota United in MLS play. Uh, of course, I, should, I keep saying of course, but Pookie is the first to score four yeah. goals. His first. His so, first. That's yep. impressive, and also with those four goals, he he uh, becomes uh, the leading goal scorer for the year. But you know, yeah, two goals clear of Bongi. So it's uh, what, a, what a night, isn't it? It's I guess it's not surprising that the the goal scorer, the, the guy who has scored four goals in the game for the first time for the Loons, is actually a Scandinavian descent. He's a Finn, which you know, it's just it just it makes sense for us, I guess, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. who else? You think about Robin Lud probably had a chance, maybe to score, you know, three or four oh, goals. He said, said chances, but sure. Pokey yeah. getting it. I mean, this just makes sense, and it totally says Pokey has something left in the tank. Um, and he was played kind of not out of position, but he wasn't played correctly he, by he. Yeah, he wasn't played appropriately. Well, he wasn't played yeah, appropriately. I mean, and, and that's. I mean, that's, I mean, I guess that is part of it. I not arguing that won't argue that, but um, you know, he, like I had mentioned earlier, he had six goals coming into this game. He was starting to heat up, I guess you could say. Um, but I do at the same time, he, it can, both can be true. He could be held back by the system and he could be acclimating himself to the system. Like we've talked about other players, including Robin Lude. So yeah, I, and it, I mean, it's a little bit of both. I, I would argue that's wrong. Um, because I want to be argumentative. We'll go right uh, ahead. Let's go. <laughs> let's have let's have a little argument. Let's David go. David's always right about this shit, right? He's always right no. about Pookie. No, right? I, I think that um, because uh, Dave, I think your assessment's being too nice to Adrian. He, I, I just mm. think that um, the 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 data that we've seen um, says that that's that's not necessarily accurate. I mean, he might be. I mean. He might be acclimating himself to the team. I'm not going to deny that, but I, I think that um, if you if you go back and you look at um, the passing networks and the heat mm-hmm. maps and mm-hmm. all of that, yes, I mean yes. he's he's very different in this game than yeah. what mm-hmm. he has been in the past. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and and so I think that's that's why I disagree with you. I'm not saying yeah. that you're wrong, but flat yeah. out wrong. And- I'm just saying I think that. Um, in this game, he was allowed to play the way he would normally play yeah. in his past, for instance, with Norwich. He's yes. playing the way he wants to. The the attackers behind him are are playing more forward. Everything is just gelling the way it should. So because I didn't get to attend the Heath Out podcast, I'm yeah. just going to well, plug wherever well, I can. The, feel free. I, right. It's Adrian Heath. Yeah. Agree to disagree. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to no, <laughs> no, what I'm saying, like, David, I what I love, what you know, I'm glad you brought it up early in the podcast regarding the passing network. Because, and, and you, you know, brought up what Blake had posted there and then dove into that because that it makes a lot of sense. And I mean, acclimated or not, I mean, we're talking about four goals. You know, the yeah, results right. here in, in one game, he scored four goals. So whether he was yeah. acclimated or not, I mean, we saw we saw a difference in his positioning in, the in, you know, in the passing network here. So exactly. I, 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 I think, yeah. Dave, you're right. I, I think we're both 
right in this sense. I think what we're seeing is a, a coming together of multiple factors. And I mean, hell, if he can do that again, fantastic. I personally exactly. don't think that's going to happen next year again. But I mean, the what reality the is, yeah, I mean, I just probably not. You know, no. he's fighting. He's fighting a, a power much stronger than he is. Um, I just, what, but yeah, I think I just, that that yeah. Overall, I agree with you, Dave. I, I just wanted to be argumentative. Um, no, no, that's fine. That, that it makes for makes for a good pot. Yeah, but, I, I think it's a melding of all of these factors coming together. He's getting to play the way he wanted to. He's also acclimating um, to his teammates. I'm not going to say system. His teammates, yeah, right? And it's working. And and we'll see we'll see if you know he he loses the interim manager title or not. But maybe it bodes well for whether you know. Obviously, Pookie's under contract for next year. But maybe this bodes well for any forward that's playing for this club going forward, not no. being held back by Heath. So maybe yeah, you know we'll sure. see something that we've been all all of us have been wanting for a long time in you know in in as the, uh, the striker production. So hopefully, yeah. I did forget to mention, guys, before Pookie scored that goal, uh, our new manager did make some uh, subs, and they were all like for like subs. Holy shit. Like for like. Paddleford came in for Debassi. Shardy came in for Bongi. And Fragapane came in for Dotson. Yeah. I'm pleasantly surprised that uh that he that he didn't take out uh, Pookie after he had his hat trick. <laughs> you know? well, no, no. <laughs> to, put in an extra, to put in an extra defender or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. You know, and I think what's interesting is there's always a time, right, to park the bus. Right. Mm-hmm. And and to just go defensive and sure. just and absorb pressure, right? There's always a time for that. Um it was the pro the problem with Adrian Heath was that he did it too early. You know, like it, we were discussing at the 66th minute, you know, he probably would have done that. Well, at the 70th minute, he for sure would have done that. At the 75th minute, he really would have done it. Mm-hmm. But you know, 80th minute, yeah, you know, you have a two-goal lead. Or even maybe a one goal lead with ten minutes left, ten minutes and change left. That's pretty acceptable time to sit back and allow your defense to to absorb pressure. Uh, I think what we're seeing from our interim manager is he's seen what didn't work. <laughs> you know, all this time, and he it's that's a positive. I mean, because it shows that he. He understands, well, this is what my boss did for so long, and it never worked. So I'm not going to do that. Um, maybe I, it's I, him. It was pleasant. Yeah, it was pleasant to see. And maybe it's him going, hey, uh, my boss would do this all the time, and I'd yell at him and say, we should be doing this. My boss would say, fuck you. I'm the manager. I'm doing what the fuck I want to. And now a new guy's like, yeah. I'm going to do what I want to do now. That's it. You know? And right. Guess what? 82nd minute, guys. We did give him another goal, but it was too little we too did. late. I mean, it was, it was garbage time. Late. Garbage time. Garbage time. I'm not going to worry about it. Although it might come back to bite us in the ass because of point differential. Mm-hmm. We talk about the playoffs. Potentially, probably not. But hey, we come out of this game, I, guys. And it, it's, a, it's a victory that we needed. 
right? I mean, to get can it kind of. Can ahead. I say one thing though about that goal? Yeah, go it's it's an issue that continues to plague us. It was a set piece. It was the second. It was the secondary uh, touch, far post. Yeah, I, I don't care who's manager next. That is something that hopefully changes. I mean, honestly, maybe that is a remnant of Adrian Heath, right? I mean, reality is, I mean, it's not like it's going to change overnight. Well, hell, it did in the attack. But um, overall, it's not necessarily going to change overnight. I I think that that's something that's a very um, cultural thing. Um, It's going to, I think it's ingrained in this squad, and it's a big problem that I hope gets addressed oh. very quickly by whatever manager comes in because we have notoriously struggled with set-piece goals, especially when it comes to that that second touch. It's so – we're just so bad. Um, I didn't get to see that live. I gave up on the match. Um, I figured that. Five one was good enough, um, but so I got to see it in the replay, and I was like, "Oh, that figures." <laughs> Unfortunately, McCauley can work on that in this week's training. He can get him out of that whole thing in one week, right? Yeah, I mean, fix. Yeah, I mean, like and, I said, he did it with the attack; it works. He fixed overnight, the attack so. in like he fixed yeah. the attack in like a day. Yeah, you know, like two days. So obviously, he's a magic man; and he can fix this shit in a right. week. So yeah, or well, actually, two weeks. For two, we two have weeks. two. Weeks. We have two yeah. weeks now. We have yeah. two weeks. And speaking of that, yeah, kind of a correction from what we were talking about the last, at least last weekend uh, on the pod. Not not your Heath out, but we we were all kind of wondering. Uh, I think you know Tony, you and I and Connor were kind of wondering why would you have a, a bye week, uh, off week? Yeah, you know, before decision day. At the time, I wish I should have known, but at the time, it is technically an international window. Yeah. Didn't mm-hmm. say that last week, so correction. Now, at least we know the reason for that international window. Yes, However, exactly. there are a couple few, you know, not all the teams are, uh, mm-hmm. you know, are yeah, there are a few, a few. Th- mm-hmm. I think there's three games, maybe MLS games going on next Saturday, next Saturday, I want to say so. Yeah, one that wasn't very, supposed to. Including mm-hmm. a very important game uh, as far as the rest of the season uh, standings will play yeah. out. So. so we win this game five to two guys, get back on track. We still Q have wall finally. There's for Q the Wonder Wall exactly fourth right. time, right? I saw I saw Pookie got up in one of the uh the the uh what do you call it the uh, leader stands capo stands yeah the capo stands he got up there and chatted with our friend uh what's his that's um oh what's his I can't think of his damn name one of the guys from T and E Zach Zach yes he was up he was um, in Zach's he was in Zach's capo stand. Which is nice. crazy. Cool. Yeah. Um, so we're not dead yet. We still have life. Yeah. We're kind of on the and if Very much guys so. I'm mark mark this down now. Okay. If the loons make the playoffs, if they, they make it in during the playoffs, I will not be calling them the loons, I'll be calling them the zombie loons yeah. because they yeah. were left for dead and now they're back alive. So the zombie yeah. loons. I mean they, they... They can finish with forty-four. They can finish with forty-four points. That'd be good enough for seventh place right now. Shouldn't, so. shouldn't zombie mean that they were dead and they came back to life? Well, yeah, they were dead. I mean, they technically they dead. Tec- 
David, they were technically dead in the water. I, I mean, mean, think about they're it. the really last close. couple last couple games. We were dead. Okay. I mean, they might and, be flatlined, but I'm not sure that qualifies as dead. Uh, it's zombie. It's zombie. You're not we're dead. Unless you can yeah. find. Unless you want to find another name to call them. Yeah, it's probably, the best it's probably the best name yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta find a nickname for these guys because it, it's plus they have no they really have no manager. We have an interim manager. Could you could you imagine winning the uh the, the cup with an interim manager who came well, in? Like, um, you know, Chelsea left? Chelsea did that. Uh, won oh, really? the Champions League with an interim manager. Well, how many games in? Um, well, let's see. DiMatteo took over, God, I think it was like February, and then he ended up taking him to the Champions League. There you go. Yeah. So it's been done before. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. So let's talk, guys, a little bit about the standings. Yeah. And I know it's, yeah. compli- it's complicated. It's not that complicated. Um, the Loons could get in the playoffs yeah. with a draw, assuming Dallas loses by five goals i think next weekend okay yeah that's, um, that's you know what <laughs> and then lose and then loses the next week yeah the, I, i'm, I'm the joking is. i'm joking tony because you're right it is very complicated because technically the loons could advance to the playoffs with a draw in two weeks that is true they could. They could. of course they could. the likelihood of that happening is probably 0.0001 percent or whatever those odds are yeah. i'm just saying that because then it goes from there because quite frankly, the loons could win and not yes. get in. There's many scenarios well, where that could happen. Yeah, because the there fact are, is, I just thought it was see. interesting that winner, winner, even with a win, they need yes. help. They need well, they significant do. help. Yeah. There are yeah. there are there are five teams vying for three spots right now. Okay, so five teams, three spots. So there's good odds there. Of course, we are the bottom team mm-hmm. so we are the fifth team so we need to get a victory and we need yeah. you're right we need some help we could technically bypass Actually, san jose and dallas and i gotta just i gotta back up tony because i'm an idiot no they cannot draw in advance it's a must win it's yeah. because if they drew against kansas city kansas city would be ahead of them because That's of correct yeah. but my they mistake te- yes it is technically a must win game for the loons and they then they need help, so they could technically get in the seventh spot, and that would take a victory by us, losses by Portland, San Jose, and Dallas. Right. But really, we're Dallas going for twice. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dallas had to do right. Dallas had to lose twice. You're right. I, um, I think the, I think the most logical or want drawn a win, yeah, or drawn sorry, a loss by Dallas. Yeah, the most reasonable way that Minnesota makes playoffs. Is a Portland loss to Houston, sure. with Minnesota winning at Sporting. That's the most reasonable thought because, as, as a, we were discussing in text, um, San Jose, <clears throat> excuse me, San Jose is playing in an eliminated Austin, so already San Jose has the upper hand. At, you know. Is Austin even really going to put enough mm-hmm. effort into that match to do anything? So San Jose should be a win. And Dallas and, has a game in hand, of course, with the game next weekend. Da- yep, Dallas has a game in hand. They're playing Colorado, though it is in Colorado. Mm-hmm. That's something. Um, 
but Dallas has to do a whole lot of shitty play over the next two games for for us to really get anything out of that. So I think it's it's reasonable to say if we're going to make it, it's we obviously have to win. Um, and it's going to be Portland losing. Yeah. Um, I like that. But well, and to be fair also, um, if they draw, I believe we make it because Portland has a minus yeah. 10 goal difference. Well, and so Portland's sitting on 43 points. So that Minnesota with a victory would be at 44 and above. Right. And we would, we would be tied in wins and then we would win in the goal difference. Goal difference. Yep. That's right. So yeah, that's, that's very reason Portland. I think the path to the playoffs is Portland Houston. No, in my yeah. so, so a Minnesota to make it simple, and actually maybe it's not as complicated because yeah, that is the clearest path. So to recap what you're just saying, David. So a Portland draw or loss against Houston, coupled with a Minnesota win, should would put Minnesota in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's just one of the that's one of the many scenarios, but it's yeah. I agree with you, it's the most likely of the scenarios. Most- and they're playing Houston, a team. That you know, yes, Houston, of course, has clinched a playoff spot, but they're right on they're right on that line of that of hosting a game or not hosting a game. Yeah. So it's, it's a it, big game for them. Yeah, and um, Vancouver has um, LAFC, so that's going to be a pretty challenging game for them. But LAFC has been kind of all over the place. Um, yeah, Houston has to win. I, I think Houston has to be playing for points. So you Salt Lake, because I mean, if 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 Houston loses, yeah, Salt Lake, you know, then you get Salt Lake or Vancouver could jump them for a home, you know, yeah. home playoff match. That's right. So I I think that 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 Portland game is it. Now looking at the table, I believe if San Jose draws, we can go over them too, because um, we would have with more a victory yeah. than them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's a possibility. I just. I just don't see San Jose losing to Austin. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I. I just feel it like is, that's not a likely. It, it is MLS, you know. Yeah. You never the, know. Guys, the the key point is we have to win to give us a, win. gives ourselves a chance. Hundred yep. percent win, and we have a better chance than just doing a draw. And, and I, I think no, 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 that's... no. It was it was my mistake. My mistake when I said it earlier. No, Minnesota cannot reach the playoffs with a draw. Yeah, and I think that that's the biggest right. challenge because we're going to go to Sporting. And try to win a game. Uh, you know, we their their home record is the opposite of our way record. So it's it's just and and it, and it's sporting. We've not played well at sporting, so it's just. But there's no heat this time. That's true. That's a good point. There's no heat. We're not. He can't. The sporting KC uh, Vermeer is right. Vermeer. Can't go into this match and think like, oh, I know what he's gonna do because he doesn't know what Macaulay's gonna do. You know? I mean, well, last night might have given him a good idea. Well, potentially. Um but, it's we need a victory here, guys. And yeah. mo- most likely we're going to be in that eight nine spot with the play-in game, pretty much. Um, for the final, the eighth spot. Um, which then, you know. All bets are off when you go to the eight nine. It's a one game winner take all yep. type of deal. We get in the eighth spot. We get the home game. Get the ninth spot. We're at the way, but 
you know, you know, I, I think yeah, we winner take all how it should be you until know. the next next round where it's best. Until the next round, we talked about that already. But we, you know, we could throw shit. another wrinkle into this and say SKC wants a draw because a draw yeah. helps them. So it could be interesting to see how they play that game because mm-hmm. really they could just. Foul, 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 foul. I, they could just I, be I, a really, really negative game. I don't know, David. Like, you, you, I, a draw would be more beneficial, but I mean, depending on the result next weekend with Dallas. Well, no, that's draw, true. Draw, I mean, a draw wouldn't necessarily yeah. help. It totally depends on what FC Dallas does against yeah. Colorado next weekend. But yeah. if if they lose, if Dallas loses yeah, next weekend, true, true, true. SKC could just, yeah, just play the shittiest football you can get. And go for a draw, potentially. potentially. Yeah, because then Dell, it's so okay. Maybe I'm going back. It's simple. It's not simple. It's not simple because then yeah. you know, Dallas has two games. So even if Dallas is losing next weekend, then you got to be looking at what Dallas does on decision day. So go. do we? Do are we having an episode next week? Because we there's no reason for one. But this yeah. could have. I mean, do we have an FC Dallas episode? We might have to. Well. Maybe maybe we could have a short one just to you know we'll have a little more a little more clarification on what's needed. Yeah. Uh, as you know, mm-hmm. a week from tonight, there's no doubt about it. But mm-hmm. I guess we could preview yeah. we could preview the KC match a little more in depth than we usually would. You know, you yes, know, correct, just correct predictions yeah. or whatever. Like we could tonight. We're not. We won't make predictions tonight. Then if we're gonna do a short one next weekend, we'll make predictions next weekend. Yeah. Uh but that's that's fine. So we'll we'll figure it out. Um, all right, so now that everybody's confused about uh wins, loss, <laughs> I feel like I'm whatever. more confused now than when you start. It's just it, it the the basic thing is we have to win. win, we have to win. Yeah, yeah. just bottom win. line, win, and we need help. That's yeah. all there is to it. Give, it's give an, ourselves it's not a, chance. a it's it's not a winner take all matchup between and this case and Minnesota. It's not that simple. The so. stupidest shit, of course, is that the decision day is that like the game starts at eight o'clock. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to watch. Is it 8 o'clock Central? Yeah, we we talked about that earlier. So, yeah, the Eastern Conference matches start at 5 p.m. All of them. Yeah. And then the Western starts at 8. And we can probably thank Apple TV for that. So, compared to what they usually do. Yeah, we're, David, you weren't on the lot. You weren't on, I think we were talking about last weekend. It used to be like the games were at like 3 and 6 or something like that, or 2 and 5. Not not, not 5 and 8 p.m., that's for sure. Schedule was, and I think it is on Sunday, right? Saturday, right? Is it Saturday or Sunday? No. I Let's have take a look it up here. here. It is Saturday. Good. It's yeah. Saturday night. But it's 8 o'clock, for fuck's sakes. Ridiculous. 8 o'clock. On oh, that's Saturday. the other thing. Yeah, and maybe I know, I think Decision Day, at least in a handful of years in the past, was on sun, was on a Sunday, but afternoon, not mm-hmm. late Sunday night or anything yeah. like that. So, yeah. We actually did a, we did a podcast after Decision yeah. Day at Omni Brewery, yeah. which, was, which was fun. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens in two weeks. Um, yep. Yeah. So now we're all confused. Uh, we have no counter tonight, so no history. I do have one funny story to talk about, guys, uh, before we get out of here. And it comes out of uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport. Hmm. Crazy. We have a funny story out of our airport. It's not it just there yesterday. Yeah. Well, did, maybe it was you who had this. Uh-oh. Well, this is this is Friday. This was not uh, this oh, okay. is Friday. So this was... Officials at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport, guys, uh, 
seized a box containing giraffe poop from a wow. traveler at the airport on Friday. Uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection said the passenger traveling with the box was returning from Kenya and told officials she had obtained the droppings there and planned to make a necklace. In a hmm. statement, Lafana D. Sutton Burke, Director of Field Operations at the Chicago Field Office, said bringing fecal matter in the United States is a real danger. If this person entered the U.S. had not declared these items, the, there is high possibility a person could have contracted a disease from this jewelry and developed serious health issues. Uh, CBP notes cases of African swine fever, classical swine fever, Newcastle disease, foot and mouth disease, and swine vascular disease are all found in Kenya. All ruminant animal feces require a veterinary services permit for entry into the U.S. Why the fuck... Are you trying to bring giraffe droppings into the fucking country? To make a necklace, you just said. That is I, bullshit. Yeah, I feel like there might be more to the story. Like, I mean, for the reasoning, right? Like, um, yeah. you know, religious reasons or sure. Sure. something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why else you would do something like that. Well, the crazy thing is, so they show boxes of droppings, right? There's a bunch of droppings. And then it's like a seashell in the middle. It's like, so you're going to make like oh. a dropping necklace with a big seashell on it or something? I, I don't get this shit. Speaking of shit, I don't get this shit. Um, but why? Why? I, yeah. I, I, who in their right mind think you can bring poop, animal poop, I just, into the country? I, I'd love to be in that customs office when they uh, when they they certainly have something to talk about now. You know, usually it's probably oh produce this or meat or whatever mm-hmm. that you know a mm-hmm. lot of the stuff you can't bring back. But uh, that that well, that would be a good one. So, do we have any idea of how they figured that out? Mm. I'm sure, it had to. You but you, it was so basically when they're you know at the, at, at customs say at Minneapolis, St. Paul, or any any international airport, they they put basically all. Not all, but you're kind of flagged. You can get flagged as you go through with your lug. Uh, you you basically go through your initial checkpoint, then you collect your luggage, and then you go through a secondary screening potentially. And most mm-hmm. so, if there's any doubt, they put all the luggage or boxes or whatever it is through you know X-rays or scanners. And so I'm sure they put a box or if it was any anything kind of shady, they'd put it through the scanner. They'd say, "What in the world is this?" And they'd ask, what is this? And then she'd say, well, it's poop. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. it's just wild. And I'm sure I, if you're returning, returning from Kenya, they probably do extra shit because of the all the diseases that come over here. I think so they're probably I, like, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, there, there, there's probably certain countries are flagged probably for certain things, whether it be produce, mm-hmm. like I said, or or meat or whatever else that that is considered contraband or drugs for that matter all sorts of stuff well when you go to canada dave they're gonna flag you for molson beer bringing that back in the country right oh oh, yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah. i don't want that shit yeah i'm going yeah that's i'm going to canada next uh, next week so that's right um but no again jesus dave no, I'm sorry. Canadian, I love make, No, no, no. I, I let me rephrase that. Just to, I love Canada. I love Canada. I love it. I love being there, working there for fun, whatever. But it's the the customs going into Canada are tough. So that kind of just what about her? So. What about our artist uh, lady? She's Canadian. Right, right. That's why I had to correct myself. I love Canada. I love being there. I love working there. I just don't like crossing the border. Okay. 
Well, don't cross the border with giraffe poop. Whatever you do, don't take that with you. Now, my my other question, guys, before we get out of here, close this thing up, is was she like behind a giraffe and saw it take a shit and said, I'm going to keep this to make a necklace? Or was it like, was it like a, 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 was there a giraffe poop dealer in Kenya? It's like, hey. That's that's what I'm thinking. Like, I think there's more to this, culturally speaking, that we don't understand. Yeah. Because I bet she could have just bought it, right? You know, yeah. just yeah. depending yeah. on the whole significance of giraffe poop. Yeah. I mean, right. Maybe it's a dealer that she just went somewhere. And I, I went that's a it. thing, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Here's your box of giraffe poop, man. Here you go. That'll yeah. be uh, however many Kenyan dollars it is, you know, whatever the heck they have over there. Um, but my other question too is if you're gonna make a necklace out of it, wouldn't you just buy the necklace in Kenya if they have that stuff going on? Like, you know, they probably already mm-hmm. have pre-made giraffe poop necklaces. They're already yeah. polished up and kind of like not full of diseases and shit. I I don't know. I I just I don't this. I, well, what's funny a, is um, so a couple times ago when I went to uh, Disney. We did a an elephant thing where we got to go out into the savannah area and see the elephants. And we got name tags that were made with elephant shit. So, like, they recycle it, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. Clean it and then make paper out of it. Um, so, maybe that's something yeah. to, I don't no, maybe I, giraffe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't again. I wouldn't be touching that stuff because of just the amount of diseases you could possibly get. I just yeah. Doesn't seem like something I want to deal with, you know. I didn't know there was a I didn't didn't realize there was a an African swine fever and a classical swine fever, <laughs> which means classical means you know it's old school, you know, old school swine fever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll deal with that. So, anyways, guys, that's our funny story for the day. Giraffe poop, good times. Um, anything else you guys want to say before we get out of here? I do need to mention that Grand Holler will be playing at Wussels, I believe, this coming up weekend. Um, if they didn't already, but yeah, go on their site, go listen to Grand Holler. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, anything else you guys want to? Say before we get out of here. No. David's no, going to bed. Covered it. We covered everything. We did. We did. David's going to David's going to bed. He's had a long day. Well, I might have another drink. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Might a nightcap. Well, right? yeah. a nightcap, yeah. you know. I, I, I'm Whatever. definitely going to bed. <laughs> Whatever. There you go. Good job. All right. Hopefully, uh, yeah, we will probably do a podcast next Sunday. It'll be a short one. Uh, we'll talk about the Dallas game, uh, implications of that Dallas game on us, stuff like that. We will make our predictions for the SKC game. Um, yeah, be a fun show. Yeah. So for myself, Tony, for Dave and David, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go Loons. Go Loons. Go Zombie Loons. Mm.